welcome to the secondary show. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? So, we promised we'd do a raw update, recap, whatever the hell you want to call it, and here we are. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, before we before we start raw, we gotta we gotta kind of give ourselves a pat on the back because oh, um, we do. Yeah, the in your house takeover episode was has only been on for one day, and it al- already is our second highest show. So. That's, well, how about that? Considering how long it is, too, that's kind of that's a good thing. Yeah, especially after we said uh, we weren't going to do those long shows anymore, and then bam. But hey, you know what? Sometimes some things deserve attention like that, and I think we did a pretty good job, not just on analyzing the show and giving our thoughts on it, but a uh, little talk that we did afterwards about things, too, so... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, so I, yeah, I mean, like, like we mentioned on the uh, update on the Facebook page, if you wanted a preview of Monday Night Raw, just listen to our uh, recap of it from the last week's show because, well, <laughs> they may as well have called it Monday Night Rerun. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there were a few things that were different, but uh, obviously the main events uh you know it was a different placement on the show but it was pretty much the same thing the match was longer and whatever is what it is but we'll get into that uh anything else you want to talk about before we get into that or you good uh i'm good for now we can i'll i'll hit some of the news after after raw but all right so um show starts with asuka and then bailey and sasha make their first appearance on Raw since they are the women's tag team champions and can appear on every single show if they want. (laughs) Uh, Then Charlotte comes out, the Iconics come out, they do basically a 10-minute promo to start the show. Um, Speaking of the Iconics, I did call that, by the way. (laughs) You did. That was a very good call with that that triple threat for Backlash. Thank you. Now, now let's see what happens on Sunday if they actually give the belts to somebody else or who takes the pin. You know, we'll see. Now we know. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll be back on Sunday to talk about that. But we'll be back before then to talk about AEW and NXT as well. But anyway, um, so my initial thought of them talking about oh they're going to do Charlotte and Oscar tonight, I'm like. Why are they doing it on free TV? Completely forgetting that they did it on free TV a week ago. And I think the reason I forgot is because Charlotte was still the NXT Women's Champion then. Now that she's not, makes me think, oh, it's something fresh and new. But in reality, it's really not. So it is what it is. And then it turns into the three-team match deal. And by the way... I know that you have said this before, and I did want to bring this up on the podcast. Maybe we can wait till after the Raw stuff to talk about it, but can I just say how awesome Sasha Banks is? And I, I know she doesn't seem that way to you, and I do want to have a discussion with you about that, but just I wrote that down. Talk about how awesome Sasha is. I'm, I'm going to get that you know, later on. I want, I want your thoughts <laughs> on that. Because uh, she was great. Every time I, I was watching that match, it was great. Uh, I was being pulled towards watching her when she was in it. But, yeah, and then they announced Flair versus Asuka is still happening. I'm like, why? <laughs> um, was an odd finish, but they set it up for the match for the, uh, later on tonight when uh, I forgot who won. <laughs> I didn't even write down who won. <laughs> oh, for, it was, for what, the uh, tag team? The, yeah, the opener. Oh, uh, it oh. was um, Ashka got the. Uh, she like snuck in at the end and got the. Uh, oh right, 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 right. That's right. On, uh, that was Billy the K, I believe. Right, yeah, it was Billy. Yeah, it was the uh, that finish of Charlotte saying, "Seriously, look!" And she's on the top rope, and then she tags herself in and gets the pin, and that's it. Yeah, pretty, pretty odd. Um, then they did the whole Seth and Ray recap from last week, and 
Um, I did. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this when we were talking about it last week, but the one thing that I really enjoyed on that entire segment last week was seeing the poster that was hanging up behind Ray in his home, yeah. where it said TNT Nitro, and I'm like, ah, ha, 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 nice plug. Of course, it's a different, you know, logo now, and it's a different name, different night, whatever. But still, it's, it's kind of <laughs> cool to see. Kind of, kind of cool to see that. And, of course, there was a different poster this week, so I was kind of upset about that. But whatever. And then Seth comes out, <clears throat> sits at the commentator's desk, and then Ray calls him a son of a bitch, and then they go to commercial. And then they come back from commercial. <laughs> and Ray does this promo that kind of sucked. I thought Seth, uh, his rebuttal was really good. Um... I thought Ray's rebuttal sucked, and then I thought Seth's rebuttal again was really good, and then all of a sudden, here comes Aleister Black out of nowhere, and then we go to commercial. <laughs> um, kind of weird things that they did this week in segments by doing that. I, I mean, it, I guess trying to do something different, but um, I don't know. It was kind of weird, but anyway, yeah, we're back. Real quick, I just I have a... Yeah. So... Rey Mysterio, his strong point has never been mic skills. He's no. decent compared to others, but he's mainly just, you know, high flyer, flashy in the ring. That's always kind of been him, been his MO. Um, so it's very hard having him match wits or mic skills with Seth Rollins, and it's just, it's not working. Um, it's crazy, but I actually had more confidence in Dominic last week talking than than Seth, you know. Um, than Seth or than Ray? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Than Ray. And, <laughs> I was gonna say. That's why this whole thing is just weird to me because Alistair is actually very good on the mic, and he hasn't really talked at, at all. Really, I felt I feel like during this whole thing. Yeah. You know, and they've lately they've been doing really awkward things with the commercials. Even at the end of, and I forgot to mention this on Sunday, but at the end of um, the Finn and priest match finn went up to do his you know the two bullets and and uh priest went to do his like his uh, arrow and they literally cut the commercial break before they got they were done with it i'm like you guys are fucking idiots like why are you <laughs> cutting commercials when it's like the coolest parts but yeah i don't know Ho- hopefully this leads to dominic next week turning but i don't know necessarily if it'll be next week but i, I think maybe i'm wrong on well, this maybe you'll agree with me on this but the way they're setting it up i think he has to turn this week because... I don't think he has to turn next week necessarily, and th- this kind of ties into um, what we were talking about about the next pay per view because we were, we were we think we called it Battleground twice. I think we called it Stomping Grounds once, but I looked it up and the scheduled next pay per view is the same pay per view that was the poster in the back of Ray this week, and that's Extreme Rules, which makes sense if they're not going to do. Seth and Ray now, and they did the whole angle with the eye and everything, set it up where it's Seth and Ray at Extreme Rules, and then at the pay-per-view, I think, is when they're going to have Dominic turn, and then have a Ray and uh, Dominic match at SummerSlam or some shit. See, I so but, I kind of agree with you. Well, I, I do think Extreme Rules will be Seth and, and Ray, but I I kind of see Dominic turning early, so there's a longer build-up to the SummerSlam match. You know, like, yeah, and then maybe, maybe, like, stipulation, like, Ray has to beat Seth in order to fight Dominic or some some stupid shit. I mean, but we'll see. Um, Monday will be interesting for sure, so. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, so we come back from commercial break, and I guess it's a tag team match with Buddy and, uh, Buddy, I used to call him Buddy, Murphy and uh, Austin Theory against Humberto Calio and, um, uh, Alistair Black, and uh, the match is what it is, and pretty much the post-match, I, uh, who won? I even forgot who won. Black won? I believe Black won, yes. Yeah. And the post-match, same shit. You know, Rollins comes back out wearing the Ray mask, and then they beat him down, and then he does the, the curb stomp, and it's pretty much, this 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 was like segment number one of this week's show that made me feel like I was watching a rerun, because it was literally the exact same thing they did a week ago. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
Eh, okay, whatever. Why are you doing this? But whatever. It it is what it is. Yeah, and and one thing I I noticed though that they are kind of doing uh, something that we wish that we, we bitch a lot about that we wish that they would do, and it's kind of continue continuality because uh, Murphy has never beaten Alistair Black. He's never pinned him in any way, shape, or form, as far as I know. And that continued this week by Buddy Murphy taking the pin on Aleister Black. So, um, will they do something with that down the line? Who knows? Uh, they kind of also did that later on in the main event with Charlotte and Asuka, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, then Charlie Caruso's in the back with Randy Orton. And does this whole little thing asking her about, oh, is it only one person I'm going to be there? Oh, there might be two. But uh, he's like, just between you and me. But the camera's right there. So it's actually you, me, and the camera, which means everyone else watching at home too, Randy. (laughs) I hate it when they do that. I hate it when they do that. That's little things like that that I'm selling you. Insults our intelligence. Makes no sense. It's stupid. Nobody thinks about that. But whatever. Um. Let's see here. So then Christian comes out. They go to commercial. Edge comes out. Segment was good. I thought the promo back and forth between the two of them. Again, I thought the promo work by all three of them in this segment was was the best on the show. Um, again, they all three come from that era where there was no script when it comes to promos. You just came out. You did it, and it, it worked. So um, I, the one thing that I didn't like, and – if you watched Raw Talk, and I did, and I got notes on that too, uh, that they did was Edge basically trying to use the tagline of greatest wrestling match ever for sympathy. And the other thing I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't like, but it, it kind of looked funny to me. And and, and those that, that know the joke and know, know the story will get it. But when Orton did his promo, when he was looking sideways like that, didn't it look like he was doing something he's been accused of doing in the past by trying to the same time shake someone's hand. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It looked like it a little, right? Like, the way he was just in position, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's just creepy. But, but yeah, I, I, I didn't like how he's, Edge was just like, yeah, they're calling us the greatest wrestling match ever, so much pressure, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, it's your storyline. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're calling it that, yeah, but you're, I mean, it, it's 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 a work sport. Everybody knows that. So so why would you try to bring that up as, as trying to get sympathy? Like, oh, they're calling it this. I don't know if I can do it. Why? You know, it, it just didn't make sense to me. What You got thoughts on that? Or? Oh, you know, I, I hated, literally hated the segment. And, and like. Really? Okay. So I'm starting to grow frustrations with this match, okay, I don't have, I don't, ha- I'm not unconfident that the match is going to be good, and I'm not unconfident, in, you know, in either Randy, obviously, or Edge. My issue is, I feel like the WWE is pulling for something t- to have this match make sense, and I, it's bothering me. Edge already had his comeback story for WrestleMania. He came back. He accomplished what he needed to accomplish. He had his match. He beat the shit out of Randy Orton. And now they're like pulling this card of, well, I don't know if I don't know if I can do it. You know, I don't you just did it in fucking April. You know, I just I don't know. Like I don't like the the way they're kind of just pulling for some reason for them to have this match. You know, just have a fucking match. You don't need to go through this whole entire fucking, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, you know, if I can do this. Like, Christian in the ring questioning that. Like, it, it was just, it was stupid. It, to me, it was stupid. Like, it may, actually made me less interested in the fucking match, watching that fucking segment. Hmm. Interesting. So, See, I, I get, I kind of get where you're coming from in a sense where, it's the tagline bothers me more than them trying to have an actual wrestling match and having a story that, because I mean, granted what he did at WrestleMania, it wasn't a, your typical wrestling match. It was literally a fight. They beat the shit out of each other for 40 minutes, like all over. It wasn't technical move hole for hole, you know, that kind of thing. But 
Edge was never really known for technical as much as just overall performance and you know promo and and all that. But it's yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you in the sense that like calling it the greatest wrestling match ever and doing the tagline that they don't need to do that. They could still do the storyline with it based in you know having to be a wrestling match versus that, but having to add all the extra bells and whistles. With, for a match that doesn't have any bells and whistles, it just doesn't make sense. Well, Jay, also... Despite that... Real quick. I'm sorry, go ahead. So, yeah. it's just confusing because, you know, they're making it seem like... Well, first off, Edge just had a 40-minute match with, with Randy Orton. They did virtually everything you can think of, even though it, it, was, it was a hardcore match. And yeah. they have two guys, and this is no disrespect to Randy Orton or Edge... But I don't think either of them, maybe Randy Orton, but I don't think either of them have ever been considered on a yearly basis a top 10 actual wrestler in the ring. I could be wrong with Randy Orton. He might have snuck in one year. I know for a fact Edge has never been. Because look at all of Edge's greatest matches. They're TLC matches. They're... You know that match of Mick Foley at, at WrestleMania two or twenty two. Like all the all of Edge's matches are borderline hardcore matches during the Attitude Era. Yeah. You know he's never been a technical in ring performer. So if this was Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles for like the first time or you know first time in WWE and they're like, oh, we're gonna have the greatest match ever. Fuck yeah, I'll put money on it. I guarantee it'll probably be one a classic. That's not the case here. Like you're basically, yeah. Not this. It sounds stupid, but it, you could literally make this. Ta- they could have made this tag tag tagline with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. It probably made a little more sense. Like, you know, like. Well, it just. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's the match that you have a problem with as much as the tagline, which I I I, I agree. I, I don't the, like I that either. It, hate it. Yeah, yeah. I always hate taglines, but. I mean, it, like I said, as far as building it up to be in, like, an actual match, though, like, in ring, yeah, and I know what you mean, they're not known for it, that's why the tagline doesn't make sense, but doing a storyline by having it be an actual wrestling match, I have no problem with, it's just the tagline that I do, and I, I don't have a problem with it, you know, not because they're not great, in, not known for being great in-ring performers, but let's face it. They're, they're there to wrestle. <laughs> you know, that's what wrestling's in the name of every single company pretty much that exists. So, Well, I, I want to take this one step further real quick before then we can move on. But mm. this is clearly going to a third match. Randy Orton's winning this match uh, on, on Sunday. I would be heavily shocked if he didn't win. So what's the third match? Well, that's – yeah, well, that, that's, that's the other thing that I was going to bring up too because I saw somebody post this uh, somewhere on Facebook today that he's bothered by the whole thing, the tagline, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, Randy Orton's just going to win by DQ to piss everybody off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and wouldn't that be something if it is by a DQ? But, um, yeah, I don't know. The third match, you know, it, well, it, it's either they, they do it that way that he wins and it's a third match or Edge actually wins and the storyline ends and they move on to something else. I, I think they probably will milk it for a third, but – you're right. If they do a wrestling match, what do they do next? A ladder match? I mean, ladder match for what? <laughs> Neither one of them have a belt. Neither one of them have money in the bank or you know any type of title shot or, or contract or whatever. I mean, I, who knows? I mean, well, I guess we'll see after Sunday. Probably on, on Monday on Raw to see what if happens. They, but if they were smart, they would just have Edge win this weekend, end it, take both of them take off until August, and then bring them into New Feuds or SummerSlam if they were smart. But yeah, yeah, I, that's what I would do too, but we'll see. But anyway, speaking of Lashley, <laughs> next segment, Charlie's backstage with MVP. And uh, Truth appears out of nowhere doing some shenanigans. And uh, Lashley then attacks Truth from behind, and we go to commercial. And then they recap what just happened, and then I guess we're going to have Lashley and MVP against the Viking Raiders. And Lashley's going to be on the VIP lounge. Okay. Like, whatever. And now, speaking of Viking Raiders, we have the wonderful decathlon segment between them and the Street Profits. Um, honestly, 
the only thing I, I wrote down was one word, entertaining. Um, I'll be honest with you. The Viking Raiders, or as they were once known to everybody in another universe, War Machine. Everybody fell in love with them because of their in-ring work, because of how awesome they were in the ring, how much they dominated everybody, their size, the moves they could do. That was great. That's what got them to the dance. You remember the last segment I talked about wrestling's in the name? With WWE, entertainment's in the name. Yeah. yeah. And as much as I hate <laughs> and, 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 and you know, despise the, the name, you know, the name changes and all that and the stupid Viking beard. I mean, they always had the beards, but, you know, they make a, you know, make it a, a thing or whatever. As much as I hate all that, these segments have shown another side of these two guys. Something that the Street Profits we all knew had because of their entertainment promos in the back and all that crap that they've been doing for a year now. Um, or a year two years maybe, I don't even know. I think it's only been a year since they've been on Raw, but, you know, they've been in NXT. Um, but watching these guys, watching Hanson and Roa just, like, run with it, you know? Like, there's so much, so many people that come from other places that are like them, that are handed shitty gimmicks or, you know, crappy stuff that nobody wants to see. And you could tell they're uncomfortable doing it. They don't want to do it. And it comes off looking like crap. And everybody shits all over it. Yeah. On the flip side of that, there's guys that come in. They're given stuff and learn how to take it and run with it. And throughout all these segments, and especially on, on, after watching this on Raw, I have a newfound respect for those guys because that's exactly what they did. They took chicken shit and made chicken salad as the old saying goes <laughs> no anyway <laughs> I had to throw that out there uh, I, I was entertained by it I, I really was I, I, I don't watch that I don't watch wrestling to be entertained by skits but seeing somebody who you know is trying to do it and just just laughing at it like I mean, even the, the the chick thing, like you're cute, you not so much thing. It's like, yeah, it's getting old. It has, everybody says it, blah blah blah, whatever. It's a thing. It's a tagline, but you know it's coming, and then you say it. I mean, it's kind of like the same shit with Paul Heyman doing his introduction for Brock all the time, and everybody catching it on and saying the same shit. I mean, it's it's for a different reason, obviously, because people respect Paul. That's why they say it. But I don't know. It, it's just it, it was entertaining to me. It really was, and I, I'm. I'm I'm very interested to see their next match for the title, whatever it's going to be, whether it's Sunday or next week at Raw, whatever the case may be, because I think now that we've seen them do all this, these skits, it gives us a reason to give a shit more about the match. And we know True. what all four of those guys can do in the ring. So... I think it'll be very, very exciting. So props to WWE for actually doing something good. <laughs> yeah. First time in a while, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it, it's they tried, so you gotta give them credit. Or they're they're tied actually. I said as they tried, yeah. No, they 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 tied five five, whatever. Um so now we have this weird segment with Apollo Crews coming out to announce that there's a match for his number one contendership for his U.S. title between KO Andrade and Garza. Why do you have the champion come out, announce the match, and then basically just disappear? Like, you never saw him go to the back. And then all of a sudden, Andrade and uh, Garza come out, KO comes out and attacks him, whatever. But, like, is there a separate entrance? <laughs> Does he go through the crowd? You know, I mean, there's no crowd, but you know what I mean. It's, it was just weird. It was weird. It was not necessary, and it was what it was. Then you have the match, and the match was okay. Um, I think that they, you know, they teased again an Andrade Garza breakup with Selena. Her getting knocked down. They go. She goes to the back, go to commercial, come back. It's like this. This match. This is actually only the third match I think on the 
show, which is kind of weird. And I think it was like already 8.30 at this point. But anyway, um, you know, they, the match was fine. It, it was it was good. All three guys are great workers, whatever. Andrade getting the win was pretty much, you know, it, it makes sense. Um, the, I thought the, the, the booking of the match was good. Um, but... The setup to get there made no sense. Like I said, uh, Apollo Crews saying that, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think that they um, they really have dropped the ball with trying to build new stars when it comes to Selena and Andrade and and Garza. Like I said before, we we talked about that in the last show, I think. And yeah, I don't know. Andrade. I hope, I hope Andrade wins the belt back on Sunday, but I doubt he will. <laughs> You know, I <laughs> this is another match that I, I just fucking despised from Monday. Really? And, and fans, listen, when I tell you this, I'm not purposely trying to bash WWE. I am probably one of the most obsessed WWE fans there is. Like, my room is like 90% WWE. So, I love the WWE. Don't, don't get me wrong. The direction they've been in the last decade, on the other hand, has been my issue. But yeah, um, this match has made no sense to me. You have okay, why are you putting Garza and Andrade in a triple threat against Kevin Owens to begin with? Mm-hmm. Like, I get what you're doing. You're teasing a potential breakup. Okay, fine. Okay, so why wouldn't you just have Andrade versus KO? And, you know, maybe have Angel almost cost Andrade the match. Some stupid, stupid shit like that. Because more than likely at Backlash, I'm guessing, is Garza's going to cost Andrade the match in some way. Yeah. Or Andrade's going to win. And then on the following night on Monday Night Raw, Garza's going to turn on him. And then you're going to have a match for Extreme Rules. One of those two situations is happening. Well, you just—it's unfortunate. You just answered your you just answered your own question. Then, so why they did it that way? <laughs> I, I just felt like it was it was weird having them in a match yeah, together. Yeah, it was. I, I don't it was. think that was necessary, and it sucks also because here we go again. You have Kevin Owens, who's one of the most popular fucking guys on the whole brand or the company, and he's just you know walking around aimlessly now so yeah i don't know i i don't think we'll see i don't think vince has much as much faith in ko as uh triple h did but i don't know when his contract's up and he's headed to aew they'll fucking wish they had faith but we'll get there when that day i i hope that happens i really do but something something just tells me he's gonna stay in the wwe i hope i'm wrong but we'll see um so then they had a recap of the Charlotte Oscar stuff from before. Of course. Lots of recaps on Raw. Lots of recaps. And then uh, Charlotte's backstage, does her little interview. Oscar comes in, interrupts. She slaps Charlotte. I thought it was a good segment. Um, and then backstage, you see Andrade and Garza arguing. Zelina walks in, says nothing, and they leave. Then they do the backlash promo. Uh, Kurt Angle says he picks Edge to win the match. Which, speaking of Kurt Angle, I heard that they had offered him, and I don't know how true this is, but I think they had offered him a um, another contract to sign for him to be a manager and for him to manage uh, Matt Riddle. And I think he turned it down. Yeah, I, I did hear that. So now, thinking maybe he'll end up in showing up in AEW or Impact again or wherever. But I don't know. I think he's... I think he's kind of okay with the with the uh, legends contract on, and on and off thing with WWE. I don't, I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. If he wants one more match, maybe he'll go somewhere else. But he can't wrestle in WWE anymore because he retired. But eh. <laughs> actually, he can. Just ask Shawn Michaels. Anyway, <laughs> um, I hate saying that because that's insulting my hero. But whatever, it is what it is. Uh, then backstage, you got a little thing with the Viking Raiders and Drew asking him to join as being a, a, a Viking, and it was just weird. Um, then uh, VIP Lounge is next. VIP comes out in his ring gear, um, which, you know, 
it's like, okay, well, they're going to have the match right afterwards, which, you know, you look at the time, and of course they are. But then Drew comes out, interrupts. Lashley comes in. Um, big clusterfuck, basically. Uh, Drew hits MVP with a Glasgow kiss. Viking Raiders and the Street Profits come out. And everybody's sitting around ringside. And it's like, okay. And then they have the match with the Viking Raiders, MVP, and Lashley. Um, the match was okay. Viking Raiders won, I think, right? Oh, no, Lashley won. That's right. He did the full Nelson in there. Yeah. Uh, Lana was shown in the back. She did her little uh, promo, which was weird. Um, yeah, and then, then Lashley with the, the full Nelson. They're trying to build up a full Nelson as a finisher, which is kind of weird, but I guess they have been doing that for a few weeks, but the match, you know, it was okay. It was nothing special, but then the Claymore to Lashley, and then he, like, basically no-sells it out of the ring. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if they're going to give Lashley the belt now or not, but with the, with the next pay-per-view being Extreme Rules, I think it's going to continue regardless of, you know, what happens, and then Maybe he wins it at Extreme Rules, and then they have Lashley and, and Lesnar. But I know you. I think you had something to talk about that. But we're, we're almost done with Raw here. We can talk about all that other extra stuff here in a minute. But. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on. I'll touch on that after. Raw. All right. Um, and now with 30 minutes to go, they give us Sasha or Sasha, <laughs> Oscar and Flair as the main event. But before they wrestle, they do the the card rundown, and then speaking of Sasha, here she comes. <laughs> With Bailey. Oh, but before they came out, Asuka came out first. And it's like, okay, champion out first. Even though it's a non-title match, it still bugs me when the champion comes out first. I don't know why. It just, it's just irritating. Um, but again, just like they did in the previous match, Sasha and Bailey are at ringside. You see the Iconics at ringside. So it's like, okay, it's not only rerun is the theme, but it's also clusterfuck everybody out here. Okay, whatever. Anyway, the match was great. The two of them have always put on great matches getting back to WrestleMania. Um, Kylix come out. They, out of nowhere, basically attack Sasha and Bailey. They go to the back. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I think I wrote, just realized why I was asking why uh, for this match to be on their free TV, but it was just last week. <laughs> why? Again. And then the same ending comes up, pretty much, except she doesn't have the music and the mask and the face paint. But Nia comes out, costs Asuka the match, Charlotte pins her, one, two, three. Uh, Asuka still has not beaten Charlotte. Nia lays out Asuka, and that ends Raw. Um, Raw talk really quick. I just want to get into this, and then we can finish it on everything else. But basically, they had it backstage again, uh, like they did back in the day with a, at a desk instead of out in the rain, which I liked. Um, they were going to have a, they have advertised the three guests of, of Apollo Crews, Edge, and Our Truth. Um, basically, they do a recap of the ending of Raw. Then Joe comes out. They bring out Edge. Basically, he did the same thing. He had a good interview, but he brought up the whole, you know, oh, we're, you know, got so much pressure with the greatest match ever crap. And it's whatever. Our Truth, basically, he wasn't out at, on the stage. He was in the back talking with, uh, Sarah Schreiber, I guess. And um, all I wrote was Ron Killings is hilarious. Enough said. Because <laughs> he, he did some <laughs> funny thing, said something about the 24-7-7-11, you know, that, that title or whatever. Um, and then, um, oh, that's what he said. They teased that Shayna Baszler was coming after the 24-7 title. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And Truth said, Shane McMahon? I would love to wrestle Shane McMahon. Jesus. She goes, Shayna is a woman. He goes, you mean to tell me Shane McMahon's a woman? <laughs> it was funny. It really was. But if they go down that road with Shayna, oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's that's another. We, we probably have a whole show to talk about that crap. Um, so then they finish it with, with Apollo Crews. He comes out. He's basically just really boring, as always. I really hope Andrade wins a belt back, but he's probably not going to. He just talks about stuff that nobody cares about. And then they finish the show by showing Titus O'Neil's comments on the uh, recent world events. Uh, 
which I'm not going to comment on, but I'm glad that they showed it because I had heard about it, but I hadn't seen it before, and I got to see it. So, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Um, uh, yeah, go. When you're done, I yeah. want to – well, I just want to – real quick about the women's match at the end. I, I wanted to throw something in there. Right. Um, I don't know. It was – I was pissed off that they once again for the second time in the night had the same girls involved and and did those 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 six women basically took up an hour of of the that show they did. and you know I I hate how they're trying to cram this whole everything in in like a like a week span to make it like an important feud between you know the iconics Bliss Cross and 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 and, and Boss and a Hug and they just there's no feud here. Like it's, it's, it's weird. Like Sasha and Bailey just came across Iconics on Monday. It's just a weird scenario. And this is why I do not like the women's tag team belts because while the belts are, can go to all the brands, the girls stay on their, on the brands that they're on, unless they're a champion. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, I, I guess speaking of that, why don't we, before we get into the Lesnar and uh, other stuff, let's start with the Sasha thing I wanted to do, and then I'll let you finish everything else. Um, okay. So I got to know. I know you said this before. You don't see it in Sasha. Um, and it, it's kind of funny, too, because I'm, the reason I'm bringing this up, too, is because... Um, you know, we we mentioned busted open radio, or I mentioned mentioned but busted radio uh, a lot on this show, and ironically, this happened the day before they talked serious about world events for the entire day last Tuesday. I want to say, um, oh no, it was last Monday. I'm sorry, because it was yeah, last Monday is when they did. Last Tuesday is when they talked serious, but they basically spent the entire show. Because LaGreca basically said Charlotte Flair was head and shoulders above anybody else in the entire company as far as the women go. And fully agreed that she was the best, but not head and shoulders. <laughs> and they basically, bullies took the side of Sasha could do it, Asuka could do it, but especially Sasha, that Sasha was just as good of an in-ring general as Charlotte was. So I don't think you and I are going to have the same type of conversation that they did because it was quite hilarious. But not that we can't be funny, but still, uh, I don't want to spend a you know three hours on it either. But um, what is what is it with you as far as about Sasha goes that you don't see it with her? Okay, so long story short, here everybody who knows me knows I'm like obsessed with Alexa Bliss like that's my number one and they also know that you know Tessa and Sarah Logan would definitely be there as well for me Um, at one point in time Sasha was my number one girl in in Hmm. wrestling and before Alexa really hit the scene and the thing with Sasha is I think this is what bothers me with her is that she has there's something about her in ring style that looks like she's moving in slow motion to me i don't know what it is like when i watch her i doesn't look like she's moving with urgency to me it's weird like i don't know why but like when i watch her matches and i watch other girls matches like i watch a charlotte flair match and charlotte just looks so now granted charlotte flair is is on another level but even take ashka she there's just something about her in-ring abilities that bother me and, and as far as her mic work she's a, a one-trick pony when it comes to her mic work she sticks to the same routine with her mic work now granted a lot of the girls have you know their you know their agendas that they they hit but in all these years, I really haven't seen Sasha attempt to say anything other than, you know, boss, you know, like it just I wish there was more to her than. And also, I will say this, too. I feel like she has um, gotten worse over the last, I don't know, ever since 
I can't think of the match it was. Ever since the match, now I got to think about this now. Mm. I, I I can't think which match it was, but I want to say it was about two, like a year, maybe two years ago. She had a match, and it, it maybe it's Evolution, maybe I'm thinking of. But what there was a match. I, I have to go back and look, but there, there was a match she had. And after that, I swear to God, she just, I don't know if it's contract wise. I know she was obsessed, upset with the company for a minute and she did want out for a minute. And I don't know if she just lost momentum or what it is, but like there was a point where she just, to me, went downhill and I I just haven't seen her recover. Hmm. I, I'm sure she has the ability, Hmm. but I just, to me, I, I don't. I mean, she's better than Bailey. I think Bailey is the the worst of the four horsemen. We can talk about that all fucking yeah. day. But I mean, neither of them really do it for me. Like, I, if I was making a four horsewoman in, in WWE right now, it, it would be Charlotte, Ashka, uh, Becky, and Rhea. At this point, I mean, honestly, like, just I would just even... by in ring. Actually, I would take Rhea out of there. I'd put EO in there. Hmm. Yeah, if it was in ring, I'd do EO, Ashka. Uh, Charlotte and Becky. If I was Interesting. There. Honestly. Interesting. But yeah, that's my that's kind of my thing with, with Sasha. Okay. Like I I used to love her, and then just yeah, I, I I gotta find out. I gotta look and I'll do that tomorrow and, and look at match it really was that really pissed mm. me off afterwards. See, my thing about Sasha, and and we'll move on from that. But to me. When back in the day, when they all four of them were still in NXT, right? Just when they were all starting to come into their own, like I didn't watch NXT pretty much before the first takeover. I uh, maybe like a few matches or a few, you know, whatever here and there because they had just gotten on the WWE Network, but they were showing old episodes. And, you know, back then they had the whole BFFs thing with Charlotte, Summer, and Sasha. And I didn't really see a whole lot of that in the beginning. I saw it more towards the end after Charlotte won the belt and Summer was pretty much out of there anyway. And just seeing the matches that she said Charlotte was having with everybody, seeing the matches Sasha was having with everybody, slowly it you know having it evolve into Becky getting her shot here and there. And, like Bailey was the last one of the four to get the shot, right? But yeah, all the matches that they had in NXT. Becky and Sasha was awesome to me. But Bailey and Sasha, when Bailey did finally get her shot, I mean, that just, that put it on another level. And when they all got called up before Bailey, all what I mean, the three of them, they were okay. I mean, they still were the best workers in the company. They just didn't have, you know, they, they were still new. And now you think about it five years later, and it's like, wow, it's been five years? That's crazy, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I just think when, when, like, they evolved into different, you know, different things at different times. Like, like Sasha at first, like, I don't think it was until she started having the matches with, with Charlotte is when she really was awesome again, on the main roster like she was in NXT. And it wasn't necessarily her fault. She just didn't have the right dance partners. Um, but the whole series that she had with Charlotte, I thought was amazing. And then you go back to when they were starting to tease the whole horse, uh, horsewoman versus horsewoman stuff, you know, late, 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 early last year. Or, yeah, early last year. Uh, the match that Sasha had with Ronda at Royal Rumble, I thought was awesome. Um, yeah, 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 that was all right. I'll, I'll, then, but but then you know she gets thrown in the tag team with Bailey. They, they win the tag titles, they lose the tag titles, and then Sasha basically takes her little break, and then she comes back, has a great match with Becky, and 
then they do the stupid brain split and then she's stuck with this thing with with bailey again and you know she really hasn't had much to work with this year i mean not really not really anybody has because of what's been happening but um a couple weeks ago when she had that match with uh the tag match we get with um Oh no no! Shouldn't she have a yeah? She had a singles match right with uh, with Alexa on SmackDown a couple weeks ago when she didn't have her gear or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Her and Alexa, they they put on a great match, and, and I think part of the reason why I enjoy her work with Alexa a lot is because of the backstage stuff that you hear about that they don't get along. Stuff that you hear about that they don't get along. And anytime, oh I know. Yeah, yeah. Any, anytime people can. <laughs> personally not get along but professionally still go out there and i think we touched on this too anytime that can happen and they make that magic it's just it, i don't know for for some reason it hooks me and and it was great so i don't know man i i just i think that you th- you think about the top women in the world and obviously you know charlotte and tessa are one and two and i really think sasha and and Oscar are, are distant three and four. I'll even put Bailey above Becky <laughs> as far as just in ring work goes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I can do that, but to each, to each their own. <laughs> yeah, we, we disagree on that, I know, but I, I just, I don't know. I think Becky's more of a, a over character than over in ring, but that's just me. Um, yeah, so that's the only the Sasha thing I wanted to say, but you had, you had a couple of news things you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, I'll I'll finish off WWE because other other two are aren't in WWE. But um, so yeah, it seems like they're pretty adamant on getting Lashley and Lesnar to happen at SummerSlam. It's apparently their number one focus right now as a dream match to get that on that SummerSlam card. Um, there is reports, obviously, that you know, yes, it doesn't necessarily need to have the title with it, but it'll add more to the match. Um. Because of that, I honestly see um, – so I, I, I see two scenarios, e- either either direction. I, I see Lashley possibly winning on Sunday and them having a rematch um, at Extreme Rules, this time Lashley as champion and, and Drew McIntyre, you know, obviously not. And then Lashley beats him and – and keeps the belt. It's hard for me to think that he's going to beat Drew twice in a row. That's my only concern. But that's if they want the belt with Lesnar. The other scenario I thought about as well is if Lashley does win this match and then Lesnar costs him the title at Extreme Rules, but then that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me too because then why would Lesnar cost you know, himself a chance at the championship? Right. Now, the, what I think, what I think is a very possible scenario is is that Lesnar actually interferes in the match at Extreme Rules but in a weird way takes out McIntyre and kind of points over Lashley like yo I'm coming for that belt you know like in, in, a, in a weird way we'll see but it sounds like they're pushing for that match really hard and now I guess it's, it's just a matter of will the belt be involved mm. for SummerSlam yeah, so. I I don't know. I think that a lot of it also might depend on how Brock feels about showing up with fans or no fans. Like if SummerSlam is going to be in Orlando again, and there's not going to be fans, then I mean we got a couple months, so who knows what's going to happen. But if that's the case. Then, because I heard one of the reasons Brock isn't there right now is because he doesn't see the point with no fans. And, you know, he did the, the Raws leading up to Mania, um, you know, because he was contracted to whatever. And he did he tried, did drop the belt at Mania. But post that, I think one of the he – was, he was really pissed about being there in the first place because of the uh, – you know, what was the uh, the thing that he had to turn the the lightest? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I yeah, I know and, and that's tuberculitis or whatever it is. And it's it's uh, you know, it's understandable. Um, but he was pissed because I guess they he wanted them to he wanted to do his match first, and do it, and get the hell out of there. 
but they had their schedule and they wouldn't do it that way. So he was pissed and threw a fit. And then when it came time, he did it and then he left and that was it. And, um, then again, you hear stories like that all the time. I mean, you even saw it when he came back through the curtain of that one show they had on the network and he just threw the belt at Vince or whatever. Um, who knows if that was done for, you know, on purpose or if it was legit, he was pissed or whatever, because you never know when anytime WWE has cameras rolling, you don't know, you know, you always got to think in the back of your mind that it's a work because, you know, or, or they want you to see it or, you know, you guess the same shit work. I guess they want you to see it, but, um, you know, the Brock Lesnar is funny because I've heard from many, a bunch of people you know, which, you know, in, t- in terms of the wrestling business, that some people say he's a complete asshole and other people say he's like the nicest yeah, guy there is. Yeah, I've heard that too. You know, so it's like, which route are you going? Like Undertaker, Undertaker swears by yeah, him. Yeah, he wouldn't have so, agreed to, dr- to drop the streak to him if he didn't. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if that's going to be a topic of conversation or not and you know i think we'll know more after extreme rules because i think they might want to try to experiment with fans there um i have heard uh somebody say that there are going to be you know fans there soon um how many who knows but you know i still think that uh they're not going to be in any arenas um, for a while. It probably will still be in Orlando, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, anything else WWE wise, or was that it? Uh, that's it for WWE. Um, I can move on unless you got anything else for WWE. Uh, not right now. I don't think I did not uh, watch backstage yet. I have not watched AEW dark yet, but uh, if anything, of uh, importance happens on uh, backstage. I'll make mention of it uh, before the next show we do, and obviously I'll do my little Dark with Jay segment, which I'll basically just <laughs> touch on that before we do Dynamite. But yeah, that's about it for WWE for me too. So uh, yeah, I just want to touch base on two other things. Um, so Impact. They recently had the uh, the tournament where Ace Austin won, and he was the number one mm-hmm. contender. Um, so on Impact tonight, uh, Scott Demore, if I'm pr- yeah, pronouncing his yeah, name correctly, yeah, I think I am. Um, he basically uh, introduces, and I posted this on our Facebook, uh, Fatal Five Way for the Impact Championship, which will be Ace Austin, Trey um, Manuel or Miguel. Um, Michael Elgin and Eddie Edwards against Tessa Blanchard. Hmm. This is interesting. You know, you're putting them in a fatal five way match. Austin was the number one contender. You got Tessa. I don't know if she's on maybe just kind of doing um, like a pay per view contract right now because of her contract sounding like it. it. Well, just based upon, you know, the years and time that should have been done by in April, but let's just say because of covid I, i'm curious how they're gonna how they're gonna pan it out I, I still think that austin or elgin is gonna win this match um i do not see tessa retaining but it was just weird that they announced they, it was kind of a weird match and then um michael elgin also made a phone call um to a Canadian friend, apparently for backup. So I don't know who that he who that was in reference to from the um, release guys, but he apparently made a call to a Canadian friend hmm. for backup. So, would that be Eric Young? Yeah, Eric Young Canadian. Yeah, good old way. So, so that's maybe a possibility. Yeah. I did. But, uh, uh, I did. Wa- yeah, we'll I did watch we'll that see. commercial, by the way, that you posted on the site. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, they, they kind of showed. Yeah, they showed Mike and Maria too, and you know. I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 the other one I was. Thinking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. So they they actually mentioned Tess's name tonight, huh? 
Oh yeah, she's in the um yeah, the advertisement everything, yeah. Oh, that's good at least. You know, I mean <laughs> I know you don't want to hear it cuz it'd be the same thing as Marty, but she could have resigned too and we just don't know it yet. Oh, I'm not disagreeing that it's a possibility. I I, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the best decision for her because I think impact is even 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 though they have screen time or TV time, I, I still think they're probably the worst of the popular fuck of the yeah. big promotions, yeah. oddly. And I I just think that she needs to get the fuck out of there while she's young and can make a lot of money and you know put on some good show. I just I don't know. I think it's a bad move for her right now to stay, but. I'm sure we'll know more after July 18th. Yeah, I'm sure. So. Yeah, they got, uh, got a long way to go on that. And, uh, hell, I still have a long way to go. <laughs> I get caught up on Impact, and I don't even know if I'm going to watch everything or not, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, i got to get there sooner rather than later. But, yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. That's very interesting. And then I have one more thing to talk about, <laughs> and it's definitely Speaking a... Speaking of interesting... It's a fun one to talk about. I said, speaking of interesting. <laughs> yeah. New Japan. How back. about it? Yeah, and uh, they're having the uh, New Japan Cup starts on the 16th. Um, you know, I saw the brackets and all, you know, all the matches yeah. lined up. And first thing that I really was kind of surprised me that Jay White is yep. not on there. Um, Kenta is not on there, and also um, Will Ospreay is also not involved in, in, in the yeah. New Japan Cup. Um, I also found it crazy that they have Kota and Zack Sabre in the first round, and potentially Kota and or Sabre against Tanahashi in the second round, which is, and then also, you know. You have uh, Okada and Guido in, in, in one match, which is fine, but the potential to have Okada and Suzuki in the second round. So it was just weird how they did the brackets. Um, but hey, you know what? I'm just happy they're back. At least we can get, get yeah, that one going, I, you know? I did see the brackets. I haven't studied them yet, so I, did, I just kind of glanced at them. Um, I didn't. I do want to make note that for the first time ever, they are um, letting juniors and heavyweights in the New Japan Cup, and they're calling it something else too, not just the New Japan Cup, but that's fine. Uh, there's a lot of junior heavyweights in there, so there is. There it's is. nice to see. It's a nice, refreshing take on the New Japan Cup. Um, you know, it's probably one of many things that are going to be changing. Uh, at least for for 2020 sake uh, in the world of sports and entertainment but uh, I'm agreeing with you though it's it'll be nice to see them back Uh, I believe that they said uh, the first round matches will not have fans in them but I think that the finals they said will and they also said they are going to have special matches on every show, too, but they haven't announced what they are yet. So um, even though Jay White, yeah. Kenta, and Osprey are not part of the New Japan Cup, they could be on the card still wrestling in some capacity. Um, and they did announce Dominion is canceled this year, which sucks, but uh, they did also say that the winner of the Japan Cup is going to challenge Naito uh, for the belts, but I forgot when they said that was going to be. Uh, I can actually, if you hold on one second, because I'm, I'm actually okay. looking it up, I can tell you. I wanted to. Uh, wait, no. Dominion's not canceled. I thought they said Dominion was canceled because it was supposed to be on the 14th. No, um, so. They have a special project on June 15th. They have the Japan Cup from the 16th to the July 3rd. Then they have the Japan Cup finale in Osaka on July 11th. And then Dominion is on July 12th. Really? Interesting. Yep. I thought I read that it was canceled. I'll have to double check that. Because yeah. Dominion's usually in June. Yeah, no, they, it's... uh. Yeah, July 12th. Yeah, I'll check it for the next show. 
Um, let me just see that again. Actually, I could probably check it now too, real quick, because I swore I saw that. I want to see that real quick. Um, anyway, I, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing New Japan back in action because it's been far, far too long. Um, let me just see this real quick. Blah blah blah. Yeah, if you go on their Facebook. Okay. Yeah, let's go there. I thought I read something on PW Insider about it. Let me just see real quick. Where is that? New Japan, New Japan. Japan of New. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pass it. There it is. Okay. It says. I could t- you know what? I'll, t- I'll just tag you in the fucking yes. I just tagged you. Alright. Is it sad? I, I found it here. It said the meeting was canceled. Yeah, they, they said the meeting was canceled. Yeah, it's the 15th. 7 3. They show the matches at the tournament. 7 3. Tournament final 7 11. Winner of the cup receive a title match on 7 12 in Osaka Challenge. The Osaka events will replace 2020. Is what it says here. And maybe they were wrong. I don't know. (laughs) Regardless, whatever it's called, it's going to be fucking great. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, always. So, yeah, but, um,. That's yeah, I think we got a short show for a change, which is nice. So to get through raw, do a little uh, news items, and yeah, I don't really have much right now either. But uh, we'll probably we say we'll probably be back sometime Thursday night to recap AEW and NXT, and I'll do my little dark segment. And if there's anything from backstage or any other wonderful notes and uh, nuggets to talk about in the world of crazy world of professional wrestling but uh yeah i think uh i think that's it for us tonight yeah definitely thanks for listening guys and we will talk we will hear you or we'll, we'll <laughs> sounds hear good have a good one Bye.